two, three, it's me, I'm here, I'm ready to go and do my thing because I'm the best and you're the worst and you always poo in your pants. <laughs> I only poo in my pants when I see you. <laughs> oh, that's just sheer excitement. You just can't contain yourself. I can't, you can't contain, contain my shit. things in yourself. Why did you tell me that you get so excited when you see me that you you poo yourself? I think it's a different type of poo effect that you have okay. on me. What, I is think it verbal it's more... diarrhea? It's verbal diarrhea, isn't it? No, it's that. It, and um, the Terminator will put a sound effect in of... <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant sound effect. Bravo, Terminator. Terminissimo. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Hello, Ben. Hello. Hello. Hello, Victoria. I want you Im- to tell me who you are. Well, you've just told everyone that. Oh, no, they need to know you? more. I'm a lady of the countryside. In an English country garden. I reside in the country, Devon, to be precise, almost at the end of the peninsula. Not quite. <laughs> I think when it comes to country... When it, th- when it comes to country, there's certainly part of that word involved. Sounds a bit rude. <laughs> Cheers. And you make me want to shit. <laughs> I'm a journalist. I'm a broadcaster. People like saying broadcaster. And I'm a podcaster. Oh, God. So, so is everybody these of. days. And I'm full of shit. How about you? <laughs> I'm a former journalist. I don't consider myself a journalist anymore. Um, I was at the BBC and ITN for a total of 30 years, including local radio as well. My name is Ben Ando. And now I, too, like millions and millions of others. In fact, it's, I think it's quicker to list people who don't have a podcast than people who do. Uh, but I, too, am a podocaster Rooney. OK, let's list who doesn't have a podcast. OK. <laughs> what a um, game. It's the dog. It's. Oh, he's dead. He did. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. It's the what dog. What was his real name? Tuscan. He was lovely. He was the best dog Tuscan. ever. For, for those of you that will not know this, Tuscan was Ben's dog and he was beautiful. He was a lovely dog. He had a refined beard with grey in it. He did. Yeah. <laughs> right up until the moment he carked it. I'm completely obsessed with animals' beards. <laughs> was that because you've got one? I don't know what to say to your nastiness anymore. No. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes, fine one. Isn't a beard a male friend of lesbians so they can see that they're not lesbians? Is that I right? thought it it also it applied to all gays. So what is what is the other so a beard is also a lesbian who goes out with gay men so that they look like they've got a girlfriend? Yes it is, Ben. <laughs> a beard is both gay and male gay and lady gay. Lady Jane Gay. <laughs> lady gay. Lady gay. Isn't that what they call you, Have you got some sort of like aversion to the word lesbian? No. Uh, I thought it was a bit serious saying home, <laughs> homosexual kind of, lesbian. Is that like a, a onesie or a snood or something? It's an oodie. An oodie. That's the most disgusting thing ever. You hate oodie. I don't know. I mean, I can understand why teenagers might wear them or something, but... Hey everyone, he hates Udi, he loves foodie. That's That's what I say to my cat when it's time for her food, but I'm not going to say it now because she'll hear and she'll think it's time for food and it isn't and she'll be disappointed. She'll be let down badly. Will she do a poo on the carpet? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, she's very good now. She just goes outside and does her business very quietly somewhere in the garden. That I'd have I caught found. my cat creeping across the road and doing her shit in the neighbour's <laughs> garden. She's got a favourite place. It's, it's Paul's toilet. <laughs> in his lovely rose bushes. She just disappears and it's her boudoir. <laughs> Maybe she thinks it's nice because it's sort of it's sweet smelling and so it sort of hides the smell of her poo. It's a, a bit all, like you spraying so she, air freshener, but she hasn't got access to air freshener, nor has she got the opposable thumbs to activate like, air freshener. It's a, it reminds me of my favourite joke. Why do women wear perfume and makeup? Because <laughs> they're ugly and they smell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can say the same and thing a, over a and fine, over again. A fine joke to share in the week of International Women's Day. <laughs> exactly. And the reason that I was late for the international women's talk at work was because I had too many women's things to do, but no one thought it was funny. <laughs> that, um, that I've discovered something interesting that w w International Women's Day actually falls on the same day as my eldest daughter's birthday. <laughs> so she is quite literally does. an international woman. Oh, well, many felicitations for that event. Well, indeed, yeah. What are you doing for it? Anything? Um, well, actually, I'm not doing very much at all because she, as you know, she's a tattooist. And apparently, I'm sure this is not a thing, but she's claiming it's a thing. Apparently, on your birthday, if you work in a tattoo parlour, the other tattooists kind of do you a tattoo for free. So she's in the parlour today having a bunch of tattoos done. And um, and then she's going for dinner um with her other family tonight. I was going to say, is she doing something for more fun without you? Uh, completely, absolutely right, yeah. And then she's going down to Brighton for a very gay time. Oh, oh nice. With her girlfriend. Oh, a gay time and... in Brighton sounds nice. No, it does. And they're going to go clubbing and drubbing and dubbing and all the rest of the ubbing things that uh, <laughs> a pair of young lesbians will do. And then she's back. And when she gets back, we have agreed that she's going to come round. Um, we're going to have dinner and we'll, we'll go out for dinner or something. But we we kind of went for a sort of pre-birthday dinner at, get this, Nando's on Saturday. <laughs> what, is she 12? <laughs> I, I actually loved it. I don't I, I, I don't know when last, I can't remember the last time I ever went to Nando's. I've probably ever been to Nando's a few times. Ando and Nando. It was really nice. It was really freshly cooked chicken. It was some lovely peas, some lovely coleslaw. And it was it was just really really nice. What and were you I expecting? Mouldy chicken and chips. I suppose it's, the thing is, is the, the chicken is kind of like just grilled or or whatever with sort of like spices. It's not kind of encased in disgusting fatty sort of breadcrumbs or batter mm. or anything like you get at KFC. That sounds nice. It's really tasty. <laughs> I've got. I, let's hear it for Nando's. I oh, you and your bloody grilled chicken wraps. Honestly, yeah. no, tedium. I didn't actually have the wrap either. I just had the grilled chicken. Uh, Oh no, the, that's even worse. I had sides. a grilled chicken breast at Nando's and it really was like Weight Watchers. Oh, that sounds great though. No more Maybe Mr. Fatty. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Talking of that, is no Charles Bronson a nice guy? Charles Bronson? Yeah. Is that <laughs> who we've got in store today, have we? So Charles Bronson, for those who don't know, is Britain's or the UK's, well, one of the UK's longest oh. serving prisoners. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw forward to say we've got something about incels after that. Yes. So but he's stay one tuned. of the UK's longest serving prisoners. Now, what I think it's a quite a hard thing to establish exactly who is the UK's longest serving prisoner. Because, I mean, Charles Bronson was first sent to prison, I think, in 1974. But then he came out for a little while and then he was uh, sent back to prison um, for a, 
violent crimes. Uh, his, I mean, his, his, his record, originally he was from Luton. As I said, in 74, he well, first went to jail. That explains a lot. <laughs> originally from Luton. He was convicted of armed robbery in 1974 when he was just 21 years old. And he then um, has, you know, his, his the reason he stayed in prison so long largely is because of his behaviour. He is um, taken, uh, he took an art teacher hostage in 1999. And apart from a couple of brief spells of freedom, as I said, he has been in prison all the time. And the, la- the main reason he stayed in prison when, you know, the, the standard procedure is if you behave well, you become eligible for parole, you're assessed by a parole board. And if it's OK to release you, you're released on licence. Um, the problem is, during his time in prison, he has become obviously very institutionalised, and he's, you know, he has said in the past that um, prison is the best place for him. He has taken an art teacher hostage. Uh, he's assaulted various governors. Um, he's, and of course, the, the thing that people know him for is that in 1987 he changed his name to Charles Bronson. His actual name is Michael Peterson, uh, but he changed his name in Charles Bronson, and it was after that. But I think he became something of a tabloid anti-hero. And of course, as is the way with these uh, long-term and notorious prisoners, he started to get um, a lot of, I'm loath to call it fan mail, let's just call it mail, from uh, people, especially women, who um, become kind of fixated on him. And I remember going to Woodhill Prison in Milton Keynes in, I think, around about 2001, 2000, um, to report on him getting married to a woman he had met, um, a, a pen pal, effectively, he had met uh, while serving uh, his prison sentence. That didn't last long, I think. Uh, go on, tell me more. Oh, that's why I'm doing this from memory. He married a lovely lady, um, but it just all sort of fizzled out a bit. And I think she was enamoured by his status. Nothing <laughs> exciting. Hang on, let's have a look. Let's have a look. But um, I also want to say that he was, he's also been known as Charles Ali Ahmed uh, and Charles Arthur Salvador. Well, no, he's changed his name now as Charles Salvador. And oh, he said he it's Charles not. Salvador now? He hmm. said it's not. It's not because he is in any way wanting to honour Salvador Dali, although um, he has become something of a painter himself while in prison and has raised lots of money by selling his paintings that he's done in prison. Um, no, he says it's because in, uh, I think it's, I think it's Spanish. Um, Salvador uh, means freedom or something. What does it mean? Or salvation or something? Is I that, think it means salvation. Yeah, salvation, doesn't it? Yeah. And I, he is probably sort of pointing towards the fact that his paint, you know, what they're saying now that his painting has really um, regenerated his life and he's become so much more peaceful and altruistic and stuff like that. So, uh, so. Here we um, are, here we are. He he married at HMP Woodhill to Fatima Sayra Rehman, Bangladeshi born divorcee. She'd seen his picture and an article about him, and then she started writing to him. She lost her job when her employer found out about their relationship. He converted to her faith of Islam, and that's when he changed his name to Charles Ali Ahmed. Well, he, but he was married for a third time to an actress named Paula Williamson, and this marriage took place in 2017. But two years later, in 2019, so not really that very long ago, uh, she died from um, uh, basically taking a massive drugs overdose and uh, cocaine and other drugs were found in her system in her post-mortem examination. No, he divorced her after four years. This is um, Remen. And uh, and then he renounced Islam. So that's quite (laughs) short-lived, Faith. (laughs) So So is he a Muslim now? Because uh, Levi Belfield uh, became a Muslim in prison, didn't he? 
Uh, well, if he renounced it after in 2004, I don't think so. That's the last it says about Islam there. He's um, fascinating. Have you seen that film with Tom Hardy? No, I haven't actually. I'd like to see it. It's that. really good. I've, I've actually got it on DVD and never bothered to watch it, which is stupid. Oh, that's because it's on DVD and you just walk past your DVDs thinking, what are they doing there? Yeah. And uh, do you know what? I, I don't even know if I could play a DVD now. I, I think I've got I like know. a. I think there's like a computer game somewhere in the house that uh, I could play DVDs on, but I can't be bothered because I'm too lazy a fuck to even get it out. But you could if you wanted to. Could if I wanted to, haven't, so I won't. Okay, so what's happening to Bronson now? I love, so So Charles Bronson um, has... Oh, sorry. Obsessed. Yeah, the reason why we've picked on him is that he's coming to Devon to live in a caravan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He, I think we've jumped ahead a bit there. I mean, obviously that's the main, that, that's the big headline of the story. A subsidiary headline is that he's going before the parole board to be assessed for potential relief. <laughs> um, however, I've got to say that the, 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 the hearing hasn't been going terribly well for him. As <laughs> he's he's told people he's bored of the whole thing. He he said he feels like um, the whole system is about humiliating and degrading him. He has his his the psychologist who kind of assessed him said that uh, Mr. Salvador, i.e. Charles Bronson, is always going to value violence and found violence cathartic in the past. You must be grumpy. But she said, although he has some psychopathic traits, she did not think he would be diagnosed with paranoid personality disorder. And now she said that he finds his art cathartic in the same way that violence once was. And I think the case that he and his lawyers are making is that now he has got himself this this kind of art thing going on. This is a way of him to, I suppose, vent his frustrations that don't involve violence. Whereas in the past, obviously, throughout his time in prison, there have been flashpoint situations where... He has become angry or frustrated, and that is usually, or it has on occasion, shall we say, usually is unfair. It has on occasion resulted in him lashing out and being violent towards either governors, as we've heard, or even um, an art teacher in 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 who in in jail. So um, yeah, I, the interesting thing, of course, that you're going to talk about now is what happens to him if he is released, and where will he go? Take it away, Victoria. <laughs> Well, he might um, he might set up shop in my garden. <laughs> maybe maybe he could work in the um, in my shedley at the back. <laughs> have you seen any of his artwork? No, I haven't actually. Have you? I'm just looking at it now. It's um, I've seen some of it before, and it's a little bit of an acquired taste, but not bad. Some of it. It could be a bit kinder. It's a little bit cross. Okay. Are you saying that Charles Bronson, notorious violent prisoner Charles Bronson's art, suggests that he might have some anger issues? Oh, that's very judgmental, Ben. And <laughs> that's not what we do around here on YDLMF. Oh, Birdman of Broadmoor, insanity. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. So, Charles Bronson fundraiser set up for Dream Caravan in Devon, says Devon Live. A fundraiser has <laughs> been set up by the son of the UK's longest-serving prisoner, Charles Bronson. That's, that's quite a title, isn't it? To raise money you, for his dream caravan upon his, his hopeful caravan. release. Dream caravan. But here's, here's apparently, that's what he wants. Um, the last time Bronson was, was released from prison in 1987, his son, George Bambi Salvador. Bambi Salvador. Oh, <laughs> Sounds Bambi. like a Disney film. Um, who's from Painton, 
not far. And, and well, Charles Bronson could play the part of Thumper. If you can't say something nice, don't say nothing <laughs> at all. Very good. Did you just spray your cider? <laughs> no such luck. Um, but, you know, who else is from Paynton? The Paynton Poet. <laughs> the Paynton Poet, yay. Of course. Oh, well, he could go possibly go and stay with the Paynton Poet. <laughs> Here. <laughs> um, and he wants to find him a place to call home in Devon. Oh, that's it's nice. Set, it's been set up on Just Giving, and it's already gained over 3,100 worth of donations. When was this? 27th of February, so maybe it's crept up since then. But don't give to that instead of our <laughs> buy me a coffee. No, yeah, do give that. Buy Charles Bronson a coffee. <laughs> So their target's 25,000 for the caravan. He's talking Winnebago here. I mean, realistically, just sort of, you know, all jokes aside now, do, do we not think that he's served long enough in prison? Do we not think that he should be released? I mean, he's a human being after all. Let's say he he's wanted 70 to move years his old. caravan I mean, down the road se- from you. Would you like that? He's 70 years old. I mean, you know, he's, he's, you know, when he was younger, he was very strong, very powerful man. But as a 70-year-old, realistically, how much danger does he pose? To society at large. Are you being a nimby? <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. Not you in my You would like it in your yard. garden, would you? He'd <laughs> probably he do poos in. The... <laughs> he could. Um, he could do poos. He's on the lookout for a fourth wife. <laughs> yeah, I'd do Bronson. anything for fame, me. Misty Bronson does sound a bit like a porn star. Misty Bronson. That's well, that'd be my cat once he marries the cat. He's, he's bonkers enough. A message from Charles himself reads, God bless you all. It's about time a few people helped me for a change. I'm looking forward to catching up with you all down the pub when I get out. Just a small Chianti. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. I I think alcohol isn't allowed in prison, so he might not have had a drink for years. We obviously do not have, says his son, uh, a magic wand, but we're very confident that Charlie will have a successful hearing. I mean, I guess by the time this podcast goes out, the hearing might be concluded. But um, I, I guess we'll just have... Maybe if it is, you can just tack a little bit on the back and say, you know, with relation to our, our main... Do you think he's a danger to the public? You think he's all right to be I don't, driving I, around I mean, here in his micro? The thing is, I mean, he's, as I said, he's 70 years old. I mean, his original crime was armed robbery. The violence that he has done subsequently has been almost entirely inside prison and is a function of his frustration. I mean, honestly, I don't see why he can't be allowed to live in his static caravan in Devon, doing his drawings and kind of just not really troubling anybody. Are you only allowing him a static caravan? <laughs> well, he <laughs> isn't that the, isn't that what uh, um, is being talked about in that article? According to the photograph, it does look like a very static caravan. Oh, well, you know, Devon Live has got their finger on the pulse. Uh, well, maybe his dream caravan is a moving caravan. I don't know. Um, well, who knows? Watch this space, and I will tag something on if I hear something. According to this article, it's Charles Bronson's dream to have his own caravan and convert one of the bedrooms into his own art sto- studio. Now, I'm guessing... Oh, it says, his dream is to live on a caravan in a caravan on a caravan site in Devon. If you're living on a caravan site, that means you've got a static caravan, surely. Oh, I see. Okay, it's yeah. It's what the Americans would call a trailer park, I suppose, isn't it? Is that a preference? I don't know much. Since I've come to Devon, I've learned a little bit more about camping and stuff because I have to. I remember I I'm once got told interested. off. I once got told off for a script By line me. where there had been a hurricane somewhere in, in the Midwest of America. 
and we had these helicopter images showing a trailer park where all the caravans were smashed open there were pieces everywhere i mean nobody had been killed there they'd all got out but the whole thing was wrecked and i just wrote this trailer park's trash and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got told off. I it's really sad that you, we, me and you are like beavers and buttheads. <laughs> if you, if you switch, do you remember that review that we got? They were like these two tittering fools laughing at crimes. Do you remember? Oh, I never that? saw that. Oh, I wish I had. It was really good. Um, but it was also <laughs> really like, I do actually empathise with people. I do try because I read books about it, having to empathise with people trying to learn how to do it. Yeah, I, mean, um, I totally, we are tittering fools, but that's the point. If you don't like it, fuck off. I don't care. I know. But I don't I care if anybody listens or not. I've got that scenario in my head of someone tuning in and that being the case and their face. Well, then, and then taking to the keyboard to say that we're twittering fools <laughs> or whatever it is. <laughs> twittering. Twittering. <laughs> and, and, and completely failing to understand that neither of us gives a shit, or I certainly don't. Oh, no, it all goes in this here brain box. It does, does it, it does. And I think, yeah, I, you think about Your brain stuff, is too you? full. That's your problem. There's it too much too in full. there. It's like my hard drive. Mine is nice and empty. No, your, I know your hard drive's clogged up with. You've got a soft-boiled drive that you can go yeah, on the top got, of. I, my head is nice and empty. I don't keep stuff <laughs> in there that I don't want to have in there. I'm not it all sure. festers away in your head, doesn't it? No, no, fuck <laughs> you, really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen. Um, we've got something else to do. We've got an incel thing, which is gonna, um, it's going to, what do you call it, tangent off in about a hundred different directions. So we better get cracking. I think that's enough about Bronson the uh, Bruiser okay. for now. Okay. Yeah? So tell us about Animade. Hooters for incels was the headline that drew my attention. Oh. Cafes hiring more staff after seeing business boom, and it's got a picture of boobs. And girls with like those, what are they called? Like dandelion type of dresses, but they're based on Japanese waitresses. It's cosplay, isn't it? It's, they're, they're cosplay uniforms of like um, sort of uh, kind of exaggerated maid outfits. A controversial cafe branded Hooters for incels is now hiring more staff because of a boom in business, says Indie 100. Animade cafe waitresses. That's quite clever. At the Japanese-inspired eatery, wear short skirts as part of their manga-style uniform. It was slammed by local councillor. My screen's so dirty. I was like, what's locat? <laughs> local councillor Joanne Harding last month. He said it made her flesh crawl. One customer also dubbed the cafe in Manchester Hooters for incels. It's in um, Affleck's Palace. I was in Affleck's Palace last summer. I went Because I went to see my daughter, my youngest daughter... Um, was doing a, a master's at Manchester University. And so I went up to stay with her a oh, couple of nights. Is that why you were there? Okay. And we went and we went to Affleck's Palace because back in the 80s when I was at Liverpool University and me and my best friend Steve, shout out to Steve, <laughs> went to, um, we used to go over to, to Manchester quite a lot, which was where he's from and was therefore dubbed, he, well, he called it the great city. I just called it the rainy city. And Affleck's Palace was a massive thing then because you used to go there to get all your sort of trendy, angry young clothes. And um, and it still exists. So I said to Maddie, oh, come on, we've got to go to Affleck's Palace for me to take a good trip down memory lane, if you will. And mm. it was great. And we went around. I totally, totally failed to see Annie made. Otherwise, I am reasonably confident that Maddie and I would have had a massive argument. Right? I'd have said, oh, let's go and have a drink in Annie made. And she said, no, it's a disgusting abuse of blah, 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 blah. I've been a bit like that counsellor. Oh, would she say that? Found it. What? 
Would she say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I don't think she'd be exactly ecstatic about it. Actually, do you know what? I don't know. I'd have to ask her. But I, I'm reasonably sure she'd fail to see the funny side. Everything we this do is... is driven by anime, is what they say. And um, the Because I thought, all oh, right, that's quite funny. And then mentioned it to a couple of people thinking, is this good for the podcast? And what came back was like, a yeah, sure. Like, that's really hideous. It's really bad. That And then I read a bit more and it said that the waitresses call the punters, sir. This is all inspired by... This is where we, we do know that Japan, while an amazing and wonderful country, does have some slightly odd cultural um, niches, shall we say. Um, this is inspired by a thing called maid cafes in Japan, where the staff dress up in maid costumes to serve customers drinks and snacks. And typically, a customer is put on a pedestal and waitresses refer to them as masters. Um, so <laughs> now this, But the thing is, you know, anime is a thing, and anime... Outfits and clothing and cosplay is a huge um, genre in subculture. It's liked by both, you know, men and women. And I, I, I can't see the harm. I mean, they're really clear. There's no touching. Uh, there's no asking to touch the maids. Um, it's, it's very clear that there are, you know, strong rules against that. Uh, any kind of inappropriate behaviour by the, by the punters. But I suppose I don't know. What do you think? Would you like to go to a cafe where they called you master? <laughs> I just have a coffee at home for that. Um, no, no. I... Is that the cat? What do you want, boss? No, I mean, it, it's... Um, I personally probably wouldn't go there because I'm just a dirty old man. Um, sorry, I, I would because I would be seen as a. I mean, I obviously, I'm a dirty old man, but I would be uh, perceived as a dirty old man. But I can't see why it's harmful if people um, do want to go there. I suspect that in Japan, it's largely frequented by this by sort of the intensely stressed Japanese businessmen. Oh, they've got funny little. Oh, they've got those coffees with little sort of round balls in. What do they call them? Those new oh. drinks. You know the ones bubble I mean, don't tea. you? Yeah, is it bubble tea? Bubble tea, is it? Yeah. I have no pebble idea tea. who wants to drink that. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, it doesn't pebble. really float my... It... <laughs> Here, Ben, here's a pebble tea. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, pebble tea, I really wouldn't fancy. <laughs> well, I shall drink my pebble tea myself then, in my pebble mill. Having said that, of course, all this publicity is doing no harm at all to the cafe. One of the managers has said, comments made have helped put the cafe on the map and they are now actually hiring more maids. Uh, this this woman who who's the manager of the cafe, Vic Littley, said, customers have stuck by us since all the media attention. We have become a lot busier and are currently hiring more staff. A bad situation has turned into something more positive. Uh, there has been a fast increase in positive attention too. Most people are open to hearing about what we do and asking questions. Vic Littley. Vic Littley, yeah, that's her name. Am I Vic Biggie? Victoria Littley. <laughs> Little Italy. Victoria and Little Italy. <laughs> oh, my daughter got a plant, like one of the bulby plants from Tesco, and it started uh -huh. blooming these lovely little tiny-headed um, daffodils. Oh, and uh, and she wrote on it, she drew on it, and she called the plant Albert Little. So we have to refer to the plant, but Albert is a girl. Okay. Um, and so the plant's looking blooming lovely. Uh, now we have to call it Albert Little, but be careful about the prefix of the uh, Mrs. Albert Little. <laughs> Haven't you told her that plants are have got both stay men and stigma? They've got 
um, no. both male and female sex parts. I might have told her if I would have known. <laughs> you must have known about how plants reproduce. First of all, no. Second of all, like if you have, how to, how do you describe that to someone who doesn't know reproduction? The incel thing made a nice connection to the fact that we haven't done anything about Jake Davison and the inquest into the shootings in Kiam. Um, but he is someone, and there's a lot of stuff coming out of that about his incel status. Well, we can and talk that, about that next time, yeah? I think we should do, okay. because that's that's been happening at the moment. So a lot of stuff's been coming out in the press. Uh, you, as in everybody listening, must have um, heard something about that. Also, I've been itching to get my, my teeth into Andrew Tate. <laughs> God. Um, okay, we can do. We we can let you get your teeth into Tate. Well, I've got, I've got teeth into Taint. <laughs> um, what I do have is fifty horrible Andrew Tate quotes, but I might treat you to them next. By I can week. hardly wait for Tate. I have a couple of things to say. I have a couple of thank yous for interactions. Actually, more than a couple. People are so great in getting back. I unfortunately haven't unleashed the beast on Ben because it's all a bit too flattering about him. Oh. Um, I, we do appreciate that. We appreciate your listens from all over the place. Uh, we still don't... I always say, let us know where you're listening from because... I just want to know if you're listening from Saudi and all these exciting places that I see on the list of people. Oh, bum. Oh, that's the call I've got to take. All right, let's Shit. say goodbye then. Bye-bye, okay, bye. everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.